the demonology of King James VI of Scotland and I of England was written as the royal author states in his preface to prove that the assuates of Satan are most certainly practiced, and that the instruments thereof merits most severely to be punished. Such a work has more than a passing interest. It gives the student of history and literature a brief and authoritative guide to the darker beliefs of our ancestors. There is, too, much to interest the theologian and the psychologist, whilst the philologist will find the book a mine of rare and curious phrases. To the modern mind, after three centuries of scientific discovery, many of Epistemon's arguments will appear somewhat naive, and it must be confessed that Philomathes in his laudable efforts to draw out his companion's erudition sometimes puts questions which are very inadequately answered. Our greater discernment and weaker faith will scarcely be convinced by the example, Thirdly, said not Samuel to Saul, that disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft. To compare to a thing that were not, it were too absurd. Still, given the implicit belief, the conclusions are not illogical. King James makes many shrewd observations, and the 20th century medium would probably confirm that there are 20 women given to that craft where there is one man. The news from Scotland, which is also included in this volume of the Bodley Headquartos, claims to give a true account of a very notable witch trial, wherein King James took a prominent part. The influence of the revelations then made can clearly be seen in the demonology. Although, at first sight, the cruelty and barbarity of the whole business is revolting, it must not be put down as solely due to panic and terror. These poor women, when their heads were thrown with a rope according to the custom of that country, were ready to confess anything. But the credulity of the judges was understandable, after Agnes Sampson had drawn the king aside and declared unto him the very words which passed between the king's majesty and his queen at Vipslow in Norway, the first night of their marriage, with their answer to each other. Even a stouter-hearted scholar would have found remarkable confirmation of his worst fears in this alarming revelation. Moreover, in destroying the devil's ministers, the king really thought he was only carrying out his plain duty towards God. Of King James himself, one of the most vivid accounts is to be found in a letter of Sir John. Harrington, describing an audience which he had with the king, soon upon this the prince his highness did enter, and in much good humor asked, If I was chosen to Lord Harrington of Exton? I humbly replied, his majesty did me some honor in inquiring my kin to one whom he had so late honored and made a baron, and moreover did add, we were both branches of the same tree. Then he inquired much of learning, and showed me his own in such sort, as made me remember my examiner at Cambridge aforetime. He sought much to know my advances in philosophy, and uttered profound sentences of Aristotle, which I had never read, and which some are bold enough to say others do not understand. The prince did now press my reading to him part of a canto in Ariosto, praised my utterance, and said he had been informed of many as to my learning in the time of the queen. He asked me what I thought pure wit was made of and whom it best becomes, whether a king should not be the best clerk in his own country, and if this land did not entertain good opinion of his learning and wisdom. His majesty did much press for my opinion touching the power of Satan in matter of witchcraft, and asked me with much gravity, if I did truly understand why the devil did work more with ancient women than others. More serious discourse did next ensue, wherein I wanted room to continue, and sometime room to escape, for the queen was not forgotten, nor Davidson neither. His highness told me her death was visible in Scotland before it did really happen, being, as he said, spoken of in secret by those whose power of sight presented to them a bloody head dancing in the air. 
He then did remark much on this gift, and said he had sought of certain books a sure way to attain knowledge of future chances. Hereat he named many books which I did not know, nor by whom written, but advised me not to consult some authors which would lead me to evil consultations. I told his majesty, the power of Satan had, I much fear, damaged my bodily frame, but I had not farther will to court his friendship, for my soul's hurt. We next discoursed somewhat on religion, when at length he said, Now, sir, you have seen my wisdom in some sort, and I have pried into yours. I pray you, do me justice in your report, and in good season I will not fail to add your understanding, in such points as I may, find you lack amendment. I made courtesy hereat, and withdrew down the passage and out at the gate, amidst the many lordly servants who stood around.